another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Evergreen Marine Limited and Nautical Challenge Limited. The citation for this case is 2021 UKSC 6. And here's a bit of a quiz question for you as we get started with this week's episode. As you're listening, see if you can work out what this case has to do with another story that has been making waves this past week. These proceedings are to do with a collision that happened at sea. The Supreme Court is having to consider who is at fault and to what extent each side should be liable. In February 2015, the Eversmart collided with the Alexandra 1 outside the port of Jebel Ali in the United Arab Emirates. The Eversmart was on her way out and travelling at 12.4 knots at the time of the collision. Meanwhile, the Alexandra 1 was on her way in, but had not yet entered the channel because she was waiting for a pilot. As a result, she was indirectly approaching the channel very slowly and was travelling at 2.4 knots at the time of the collision. Before we get into it, there are a couple of other relevant points to make about the collision. Firstly, even though this happened at night, there was sufficient visibility for the vessels to have seen each other from about 23 minutes before the collision. Secondly, during the entire run-up, both of the vessels were on a steady bearing. In legal terms, the relevant piece of legislation that we need to be looking at is the International Regulations for Preventing Collisions at Sea, 1972. That was what the High Court tried to apply when the case first came before them, but it was not easy to do so because there were a couple of different principles that seemed to give contradictory answers. The owners of the Eversmart argued that the so-called crossing rules applied because the two vessels were, within Rule 15 of the regulations, quote, crossing so as to involve risk of collision, end quote. This meant that the Alexandra 1 should have given way because it had the Eversmart on its starboard side, while the Eversmart was without fault because she was correct to maintain her course and speed under the crossing rules. Despite that submission, the High Court actually disagreed and instead held that because the vessels were navigating in and around a narrow channel, it was the narrow channel rules that should apply instead of the crossing rules. In any case, the crossing rules couldn't apply anyway because the Alexandra 1 was not actually on a steady course, despite having a steady compass bearing and being on a crossing course. Applying that to the facts of the collision, the Eversmart was held to be 80% liable and the Alexandra won 20% liable. The Court of Appeal agreed with that assessment entirely, and so the owners of the Eversmart, Evergreen Marine Limited, appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. The starting point for the justices of the Supreme Court was that the collision regulations should be clear, simple and certain, so that they can best achieve their purpose of safe maritime navigation. With that in mind, there are three basic ways in which a collision can occur. Overtaking, head-on, and crossing. Rule 7D1 also tells us that there must be a risk of collision, and in most situations that will be invoked where both vessels are on a steady course. But that was somewhat complicated here because although the Alexandra 1 had a steady compass bearing and was on a crossing course, it was not technically on a steady course because it was waiting for a pilot. The Supreme Court felt that this distinction was a little too fine to be making. 
it is perfectly possible, as demonstrated by this case, for a vessel not to be on a steady course and yet be crossing with another ship. Making this distinction is hard enough for me as I try to describe it, never mind if you are actually at sea and set for an intersection with another vessel. Whereas a change of bearing can be recognised on a radar or with a compass, a steady course is seen with the eyes but might not always be appreciable from the visual cues. Furthermore, there is nothing in the rules themselves that require a vessel to be on a steady course, and this is supported by a close reading of case law, such as the Alcoa Rambler from 1949. Finally, if the crossing rules didn't apply here, then it would leave a gap in the collision regulations, and that would not be acceptable because, as we discussed earlier, the aim is to provide certainty for safe navigation on the water. Putting all of this together, the justices concluded that the fact that the Eversmart was on a steady bearing for at least 20 minutes was more than enough to engage the crossing rules, despite the absence of a steady course. All of that is fine, but it doesn't deal with the other argument that was brought up in the lower courts, the relevance of the narrow channel rules in this context. In certain circumstances, these rules can displace the crossing rules, and that is what the lower courts thought was happening here on the basis of cases like the Canberra Star from 1962 and Kula and HKSAR from 2013. However, the Supreme Court said that this was wrong because there was an important distinction between what happened in those cases and what happened here between the Eversmart and the Alexandra One. In the previous cases, the ship was actually entering into the narrow channel, but here the Alexandra One was only waiting to enter the channel, and so the crossing rules continue to apply until the vessel actually shapes up to enter the channel. Ultimately then, the appeal by the owners of the Eversmart was successful, and the apportioning of liability will have to be re-decided by the High Court. So, did you work out the answer to the quiz question? Well, the appellants in this case, Evergreen Marine, are a Taiwanese company who also operates a ship called the Ever Given that, at the time of recording, is still blocking the Suez Canal. That blockage will also cause a huge amount of legal wrangling over the coming weeks, months and years, and if you would like to find out more, then check out the latest edition of the newsletter. As for this case, I think that the Supreme Court have done the right thing by upholding the purpose of the collision regulations, and ensuring that there are clear rules for safe maritime activity. To be honest, the distinction between entering and waiting to enter the narrow channel is a bit lost on me because I'm not any sort of shipping expert, but neither are the justices, and so it is reassuring to hear that they had some assistance from the elder brethren of Trinity House, who have helped on questions of maritime matters since 1514. I suppose that in practical terms, the decision makes a lot of sense. If you have the Eversmart coming down the channel at full speed, then it sort of makes sense for the other vessel to get out of the way if it is moving at a slower speed and is only hanging around so that it can pick up a pilot. Now the High Court will have to take another look at the allocation of liability, and it seems likely that Evergreen's responsibility will move from 80% to closer to 0%. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. A quick reminder before we go that if you'd like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks, including more content from me each week, 
and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!